0: Welcome to Heated Waves. I'm your boy, Mr. Bradstone, here with the one the only at Bat T-Ball.
1: Hey, gonna have a fun episode. Yep, today's not like any other day. We're gonna do it a little different today. What do you say? Yeah, I figured we'd just uh, go over some crazy stats. Or sports records. Sports records and some uh, moments in time just to kind of go over some crazy stuff, maybe have a little fun, maybe give you guys some old uh, stats or stuff like that that you uh, may not know. Or that blows your mind. Yeah, because I've I've got some pretty good ones here. We're
0: going to cover some NBA, NFL, and the baseball. Good old MLB on some crazy stats and records. You want to start it off? What do you want to start it off with?
1: Yeah, we're going to start it off here with some crazy stats. So um, I've got a couple here. I've got two for baseball, two for football, two for basketball. Cool, cool. Um, The first one here, 1998. 1998 very uh, memorable memorable year in baseball uh, kind of an instant replay of the Mickey Mantle Roger Maris um, you know record chase for that home run uh, but with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa now in 1998 Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs yes. um, to Get beat the steroids. yeah to beat the 62 record um, set by Roger Maris um, so they actually calculated the distance of all 70 of his home runs they actually combined to be 29,598 feet so the 70 home runs the 70 home runs that he hit of that 29,598 feet that's enough to actually hit like let's say that counted as one ball he would actually hit that ball over mount everest (laughs) that's nuts yeah That's in complete insanity for 70 balls to travel almost 30,000 feet.
0: Well, I mean, he was blasting some of those shots. He was on some steroids. We all know that controversy, but it was still very fun to watch. And I remember it just like it was yesterday.
1: Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was fun to watch. When
0: he was at bat. Everything stopped. And it was like it was like the biggest moment for baseball during that era.
1: I remember when he broke sixty-two. Um, I was actually grounded. Huh. Um, I was sent to my room. That means basically I just got to stare at the walls all day and night when I came home from school. Um, Ninety kids. Yeah, stuff, you know? yeah. So stuff you new kids wouldn't understand. Um, but anyways, I remember you know Mark was uh, I think at sixty-one or something like that, and he came up to bat. And my dad's like, "Boy, so I come out my room." And I noticed the Cardinals game on. He's like, Mark's up. He might get it this time. He didn't get it that time, but I came out the second time. And um, he just basically let me watch every at-bat Mark McGuire had. And then he ended <laughs> up getting it over the uh, fence. And I remember Joe Buck calling it, you know, there it is,
0: 62. Just barely cleared that, that wall. But, yeah, it barely got over. But it was at home, so
1: yeah, it was way a to good do, game. do it at
0: home of all places.
1: So uh, sticking with baseball here. Um, I actually have a crazy one with Hank Aaron. So uh, Hank Aaron, uh, you know, great Hall of Famer. um, Phenomenal. Ended his career with 3,771 hits along with a uh, record-setting 755 lifetime home runs. Get this, if you take away his 755 home runs, he still has 3,016 hits. That's still Hall of Fame worthy, even if you take away all those home runs. Yeah, just
0: to break it down, it's like, what if he had no home runs at all after the 755, which he was just a tremendous baseball player, especially in the era he had to grow up in and the times and stuff. Yeah. Besides the point, but still... To take all that away and you still have 3,000 hits just deems you a, a, an absolute legend in yeah. itself. I mean, because then you add that on, you're like, oh, yeah, home run record. In my eyes, is still the all-time home run record because of steroids of Barry Bonds.
1: But yeah.
0: That's just incredible. I mean, most guys will never even hit 3,000. Most guys won't even hit 2,000, really, in baseball, especially nowadays. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, a dying and skill. And he did that even if you took away... Or 755, and that's 755
1: hits as well. That's crazy. That's an amazing hitter. Oh, you got some baseballs? Okay.
0: Yep, I got uh, baseball, basketball, and football. Uh, we all know Ricky Henderson, one of the greatest baseball... Oakland Athletics, yep. Yep, one of the best stealers of the base you could ever imagine. Guy was just fast. wonder what his 40 time was.
1: That's what I'd like to know. I don't know. If he was quick, though, but I bet it was a good-ass 40 time. <laughs> right,
0: but uh, speaking of him... He uh, obviously has the most stolen bases. MLB history with 1,406, which is three times more than the next player at 487, which was Ichiro at the time. Yeah. It's like... And he could hit the ball, too. Right? Is it just insane that there's no one that's going to catch
1: that? No, never. It'll never even be touched. And Ichiro was a fast guy. It's like uh, Cal Ripken beating Lou Gehrig's record. Nobody ever thought that was going to get touched, and then he beat it, and, yeah, no one, I don't think that'll ever be touched again. That's one of those records that'll probably not be touched. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, Here's a strange one. Michael Jordan. We all know Michael Jordan,
1: greatest basketball player in my
0: eyes to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. When he played for the White Sox, the Bulls and White Sox owner, which was the same guy, continued to pay Michael Jordan his reported $4 million basketball salary while he, was, while he was experimenting with the MLB. That is crazy. You're so fucking good at basketball, and they're just like, you know what? You want to come just try out baseball? He wanted to try it out. Just, you know, see if he can do it, multi sport guy. We'll still pay you your freaking salary <laughs> in the NBA, even if you suck balls, which he did in baseball. Get this guy up to his racket. Like, he wasn't well, that bad. That's 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 crazy. I got one more, and that's a Mickey Mantle. He was originally a shortstop, if you could believe that. Yeah. Uh, in the minors, but was later to move to the outfield because of his last two seasons in the minors, he he had a hundred and two errors. Damn. As a shortstop, and they are like, nah, get this guy in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. Candle. Well, he can smack the ball a fuck ton. So. Right. He's fast. He's agile. Yeah. It's like yeah, 102 errors in two minor league seasons. Ugh. <laughs> so football,
1: NFL. Yeah, so my first one, um, I got the Green Bay Packers, Desmond Howard. Nice. Um, obviously, in that 1997 Super Bowl, he was the first and only uh, player to win Super Bowl MVP solely from the special teams. Yeah. I, it I, was that 99-yard kick return that was the dagger in that Super Bowl. Yeah. But, uh, no, that was a great Super Bowl to watch, obviously, with us being uh, a Green Bay Packers fan. But, yeah, he actually uh, ran that ball in t- uh, to basically ensue the rest of the game and uh, capture that victory for him. So, um, Over oh, the New
0: England Patriots. Let me just add that in there.
1: <laughs> uh, the second one, uh, before, you know, the football was actually football, um, or, you know, statistics were put in. Um, in 1929, Ernie Nevers scored 40 points in a single game, uh, getting six touchdowns uh, and four extra points. Um, second most was Gale, Gale Sayers and Dub Jones. They scored 36 Um, Those were, like, both four rushing, one receiving, and, like, one return. Jeez. I was about to ask you what position that was. Yeah, these guys were running backs. Jeez. Yeah, all of them. Um, 40
0: points in a game.
1: Yeah, by themselves. I think um, Gail Sayers actually won a Super Bowl for them on all six of his touchdowns. Those were the only touchdowns they had. And he basically did it like single-handedly. He, he beat this team. I forget which team it was like a I think it was a Bears and 49ers Super Bowl or something like that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Gail Sayers was a um, was a Chicago Bear and he just murdered, so. Um, you got some football ones? Absolutely. Uh, got kinda cut got a couple crazy ones here.
0: Not very many people will remember George Blanda, but a lot of people should if you're an NFL person and you love the NFL. He threw a record 42 interceptions in a single season in only 14 games in 1962. Obviously there's 16 games in the NFL nowadays, but 42 in in a 14 game season. And get this, here's the big kicker. His team his team still went 11 and 3 that season after throwing 42 interceptions.
1: Yeah, that's ungodly. Like how do you still win and have that many interceptions?
0: Also started his first game, the season opener with six interceptions in that game. He actually had one game Throughout the whole season, where he didn't throw an interception,
1: he must have matched like every interception he had. He must have matched it with a touchdown. I mean, or their
0: defense was scoring, or, or something. Special teams. I don't know. That's just that blew me away. I was like, how in the world do you throw forty-two interceptions only fourteen games, and you are eleven three team,
1: and six in the first game, and still won eleven <laughs> three. Most quarterbacks don't even throw that many touchdowns in a season. Exactly through sixteen games, not fourteen. So
0: yeah uh in 2004 if we all remember this take a take a long look back 15 years ago the NFL season uh, had 26 of the 32 teams still in playoff contention within with two weeks left in the season an the NFL record huh 26 of 32 teams still had a chance to go to the fucking playoffs with two weeks left. that's insanity. Right, I forgot all about that. That must
1: w- be a lot the, a giant fucking algorithm that's this team's gotta beat this team to beat this team right. and for this team so to lose situations. to get in,
0: yeah. It's like good god. I wonder who the six teams were that did it. I mean if there's twenty six of thirty two the other six was not out. I wonder how many games out they were, you know. Yeah. But uh last but not least, the Oakland Raiders last playoff game was Super Bowl thirty seven. Tampa Bay's last playoff win was Super Bowl thirty-seven, when they played each other, and John Gruden's Tampa Bay team destroyed them. Yeah, yeah, because of their defense. That that is that's nuts to me because the Oakland Raiders just can't make it to the playoffs because they win in that or they play in that tough-ass division. But yeah. the last time they they even played one was in the Super Bowl 37 16 years ago. <laughs> the last time Tampa Bay won a playoff game was that same Super Bowl in Super Bowl
1: thirty-seven. It's kind of like a curse on both They played each other. The Battle of the Pirates or whatever it is, <laughs> basically. And, uh, Battle of the Bees. Yeah, and they fucking... That's the only time they get there and see each other or anything. Like, see any kind of playoff thing. Uh, getting to basketball. Uh, got a good one in some basketball here. Scott Skiles. 30 assists in one game. December 30th. 1990, Skiles had 30 assists against the Denver Nuggets in a 155 to 116 victory. I wonder if these guys were. Everybody he dished it to were just splashing. Well, I went and looked at the roster for that team, and you can't fucking name one person other than Skiles that was on that team. So he must have just spread the ball. Like everybody was just scoring. I mean, to come out and, and win 155 to 116, like. That he must have. I don't know what they were doing, but All 30, thirty assists is a lot of fucking assists. That's a Wide ton. Wide open dunks and layups, uh, where everybody was just swapping. And it,
0: God, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, and then a good one. Everybody remembers uh, the famous Dennis Rodman. Um, did you know he actually led the league in rebounds for seven straight years? In 1992 and 93 season, he led um, that season. With rebounds, having only played 62 games.
0: Yeah, of 82.
1: Yeah, he he played 20 less games than he should have, and still led the league that season in rebounds. That's unbelievable. And I mean, he was a big guy. What he was, six ten or something
0: like that, six nine, six ten. Yeah. He wasn't like super huge guy, but right, yeah, that man could rebound. He actually, I heard something about this. Read it, and it said, uh. One of the best rebounders ever was the fact that he would count the rotations of the basketball when his teammates would shoot it, and somehow that dictated him to be to better himself in rebounding, Hmm. be able to understand where that ball is going to go to or whatever. It was the craziest thing ever written. Right, but that's part of it. It's just like what something
1: way above our head. Right. It's like
0: what I didn't even know Dennis Rodman was that smart.
1: Well, he's not too smart. He's probably basketball smart, and that's probably about it. That's what I mean. Is that all you had on basketball? That's all I had on basketball. Uh,
0: Wilt Chamberlain could outbench press Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. Really? That's how strong this man was. And I don't know if you guys remember me. Well, it's just spread out farther. Yeah, he was seven foot. But uh, I don't know if everybody remembers me doing a a, a podcast when we were saying those just phenomenal sports players of all time that we thought and I did Will Chamberlain and and I was trying to express people how strong this guy was. That's crazy. That was crazy that you could out bench press Arnold Schwarzenegger and that man was ridiculously (laughs) He was ripped. (laughs) One other one Oscar Robinson remains the only yes the only player to average a triple double a triple double over his career and never win the most valuable player
1: award in the NBA. Really? Didn't, was it like 30.8 points, 12.5 rebounds, and 11.4 assists per game? I believe so, yes. Or over that uh, that season, I guess that's where he ended his average at. But averaged a triple-double over his career, never won an MVP.
0: I don't know how that's possible. I don't know if it was back in those times of race problems. He's the
1: only person to have ever done that, too, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, that's
0: a... Fucking insane even, season, even Will right. Chamberlain didn't do that. Right. But he did a, dish out a lot of assists, too, but he just, you know, wasn't that strong. Of a but
1: 11.4 assists over, f- I mean, fuck, that's almost, that's like 12. You're averaging almost 12 assists per game. Back in those days when, like,
0: he was one of the only good players really out there. The rest of those guys are probably, you know, a bunch of guys that kind of shoot.
1: Yeah. But yeah, uh, wanted to move to some records, probably uh, some records that'll probably never be beat. Um, just to acknowledge you know some greats here um, I know this isn't you know usually in the wheelhouse for us but I thought it was worth being mentioned the greatest Olympian in history mr. Michael Phelps 23 gold medals 28 total yeah um, no I, one's gonna beat that I think three silvers and two bronzes something like that forget what it was was the other ones but um, yeah I mean he won eight in one Olympics yeah which is a record also. Um, just insanity. Um, and he smoked weed and everybody got mad at the guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, because that just makes you a better swimmer, I guess. Yeah, it sure does. Um, and then I had, obviously, one of the greatest players in um, MLB history, Mr. Pete Rose. This man had 4,256 hits. Obviously, we've talked about this guy uh, several occasions I mean, 3,000 hits, like I mentioned earlier, is Hall of Fame worthy. 4,000 is just unfathomable. It's 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 ridiculous. I bet there's
0: not very many people at all that's ever hit 4,000 hits in the MLB. That's something to look up.
1: Yeah, that'd be. I don't. I don't think anybody really else has 4,000 hits that I'm aware of. Maybe Ted Williams. He may be um, close, but
0: I don't think
1: so. I don't know. There's probably got to be a few though. Um, but then I had one more, November 26, 1989. Flipper Anderson, sets, Flipper a single, Anderson. He sets a single game record for most receiving yards with 336 yards on 15 receptions.
0: Damn, what's that averaged out to? Good
1: the lord. The original record was 306. <laughs> he blew that away well, I mean, pre- well, th- well th- by 30 yards. God, but only on 15 receptions? That's a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> you're catching 20, 30 yard bombs left and right. He probably caught all I how 15 of targets. As, he had probably all 15. I bet it was like a 15 or probably 18 for 15, some shit like that. Something crazy. 15 targets is actually quite a bit. Like, if you're, because in 89, that's when the Rams were pretty decent. And they, hell, they had Eric Dickerson, I'm pretty sure, back then too, maybe. Unless he, unless he was already gone. I'm not sure, but I know that's when the Rams were halfway decent. So yeah, here's one more before you uh, get into the other ones here. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: nobody will ever beat Brett Favre's consecutive game started record. Yeah, it's, that one. It's a regular season of 297. He's like the Lou play, Gehrig of football. <laughs> yeah, but if you add in his playoffs, it's 331. Which is insane for football and you being a so what is it without the um, 297 in regular season and in the playoffs 321 321 that's fucking insane 321 straight games or 297 however you want to look at it as a quarterback in the 90s and early 2000s when that was punishment time yeah I mean that was a quarterback was getting destroyed in those eras you got you got hit every play no and, matter what and then you got guys nowadays that are like oh I got to turf toe yeah. I can't play. Yeah. I got, I got a sore knee. He, he pushed, pushed me like, down. Yeah, so I just had to add that one in there, being a kind of a Packers bias fan, but at the same time, that's just yeah. not gonna happen. I think I read that record too. I was like, oh yeah, I
1: forgot about that. I forgot. Or, or even Kyle Ripken. He's a yeah, he's a fucking beast.
0: <laughs> Kyle Ripken had what something like twenty some twenty something hundred straight starts. With the baseball here and there, yeah. whether it's wrist or hand or whatever. You played infield.
1: Yeah, well, he played short and then moved to third. And third is called the hot, the hot corner for a reason. So I mean, you, you don't fuck around over there. Yeah, um, and it, had it, the
0: arm to to throw that ball from over there in those two positions. Those two base. positions
1: are pretty. Other than like third, I would say um, those two, those two positions are probably the roughest on your body. Yeah, especially throwing the ball to first base. Yeah, shortstop and third is they're not easy. But no, no no really position in baseball, is he? But, yeah, then I thought uh, we'd get to see, you know, some of the greater moments in sports history here. Uh, I'm sure you could probably think of a couple. I know um, as much as I hate to admit it, you know, it was a great thing to see in baseball. Uh, I remember exactly where I was, and I think mainly because it was against my St. Louis Cardinals. But (laughs) October 27th, 2004, a day I'll... Probably live down in infamy for the rest of my life. Uh, I watched the Boston Red Sox break an 86 year old curse and win their first World Series title since 1918. Um, they are actually, they actually beat a very good St. Louis Cardinals team in a four game sweep. The Cardinals were 105 and 57 that year, Boston was only 98 and 64. I think they're actually like a wild card team. I ended up coming back and winning the whole bitch, and then sweeping one of the best teams in the whole league, which was insane. You know what's funny is I've watched the Cardinals get so many records put on them. So they got they allowed um, they not only allowed Boston to sweep them and win their world's first World Series in 86 years, but they also allowed goddamn Yankees Roger Clemens um, to get his 300th strikeout against. For, for like a record or whatever against the St. Louis Cardinals as well. I was like, God. It's got to be against the like damn team. It was like back-to-back seasons or something like that. I'm like, fuck, we're getting crushed with all these records being set on us. It was pissing me off. At least people don't remember that. They just remember the World Series, you know, really. Yeah. Here's one you'll probably remember. Uh, on my birthday, I was about to be a freshman. Well, I was a freshman. I think we started. Yeah, we were starting school. March 24th, 2001. Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Randy Johnson hits a pigeon with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball in a spring training game. Uh, He was facing batter Calvin Murray. Uh, Obviously, the heat's coming, but it's actually 97 when it gets to the catcher. That bird, that pigeon, met that ball, I would say, a little less than halfway to home plate which probably would have put that ball in triple digits, like 105, 102 miles an hour <laughs> possibly. And it ex- fucking exploded. It exploded. It was nothing but feathers after that. That bird um, just literally turned in just feather, a
0: pile of feathers. I remember watching that and them showing that replay over and over because at first, Ring Johnson was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like no one even knew what the fuck it was at first.
1: If you watch the video, if you go to Google and watch the video, you actually see the catcher... Uh, like throw his glove way out to his right side, and then look to look to his right and behind him, look trying to see if, like if he missed the ball. Like it was just a super wild pitch, but it just it dropped in in front of where that pigeon was. It just boof. What a what a crazy coincidence in time. Like the odds of that. Right.
0: Well, that's probably worse. Or you know, I don't know. I, to compare it, I guess it would be like struck by lightning.
1: That's like if you timed. It's like I don't know. It, it's got to be like a hundred fucking billion trillion, <laughs> and it's probably infinity to one. It'll never happen again. Right, and, and if, if it does, what? You have one <laughs> in an infinity chance, basically. Is what it is. Um, that's how you may hit it. It's like, because the one time was just like,
0: what? Are you yeah. kidding me? What just happened?
1: Yeah, but that was fun. To, that was pretty fun to see us. I, I was, I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Who does what? There's a bird just got here. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, moving to a basketball game. Uh, pretty famous moment in time. Taking on a little <laughs> little dream back to 1995. Game one of the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals. Ringing any bells yet? Pacers down six with 18 point second, uh, 18.7 seconds left. Reggie? Reggie Miller scored eight points in nine seconds, making it one of the quickest rallies in postseason history. So, Indiana, let me just set it up for you. Indiana's down 99-105 to 105 to New York. So, here, here it goes. The very first play, inbound to Miller. He splashes a three. Very next play, New York inbounds. Miller steals, jumps outside, hits an interface three-point, and ties the game at 105. So, the very next in, uh, inbound, uh, Starks, he gets fouled. He goes to the line. He misses both field goals, or free throws. He misses both of these free throws. On the second one, it comes off. Patrick Ewing gets the rebound. He goes up for like a two-footer, misses it. Reggie comes down with the rebound, gets a foul called. He goes to the line. Obviously, everybody knows how good Reggie Miller is at shooting free throws. Makes both of them. What happens is, is New York's got like four seconds left in the game. Anderson brings the ball up the court, gets to the baseline, falls down right at the baseline, Struggles with the ball on the ground. Time runs out. Indiana wins that game. They ended up winning the whole series. And there's a big speculation there with uh, Reggie Miller and, you know, Spike Lee going at each other's throats. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. him slashing the throat thing and all kinds of stuff. I think he grabbed his dick in front of Spike Lee's wife during that series, too. Like, <laughs> it was like, suck my nuts or some shit like that to his wife. And we, Spike Reggie, Lee didn't like that.
0: Reggie Miller was, he, he was a respect, he... He would show you respect if you gave it back to him. But if you're like, I mean, Spike Lee, I I couldn't stand playing. Oh, he was
1: always talking shit. Yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. But he was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I've had enough of it. Take that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I
1: mean, when I scored eight points in nine seconds in a professional basketball game like that, all balling, I'm going to talk shit over eight points in nine games. I came back on your ass by myself. (laughs) Right. It reminds
0: you of Larry Bird when he kind of done that himself. He done the same exact thing, you know, 20 years before, whatever it was. Oh,
1: against uh, the Detroit Pistons. Got that in Splashing
0: m threes and stole a ball almost like that, splash it again. I think he had like 11 points in some odd amount of time. Yeah, was that was a, a sp- phenomenal he comeback. Splashing everybody, but it's just, it's crazy. I love sports. That's why I love sports so much.
1: I think that was to keep the Lakers from uh, pushing the game back to L.A., and it stayed in Boston. Boston won the next one and won the, the whole chip, I think. Uh, yeah, but probably. Larry Bird was kind of one of those guys that would uh, tell you the play before it happened. He goes, "Guess what? Um, they're going to inbound it to him. They're going to screen for me down on that corner over there. I'm gonna splash it and I'm gonna make it, and the game's gonna be over." <laughs> and he would do it. Right? He would splash it. and Be like, "I told you, bro. <laughs> Got to get out there
0: and guard the guy." I mean, it was hard to block uh, his shot because he was so tall. And then he brought it up way above his head when he would shoot threes, like shooting it at like seven foot five. Like, look. Yeah. yeah. And then when you jump, it's like eight foot. It's like, fuck. Yep. What can you do? <laughs> What can you even do?
1: But that's all I had unless you had anything you wanted to share. Just some fun stats and records and great moments just to reminisce a little.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think that about does it. And, uh. I think we appreciate everybody from listening
1: yeah uh, big shout out to simple man radio for uh letting us be on the show appreciate it
0: absolutely man uh we're gonna try to get them on like we said
1: uh yeah, it was pretty fun um i hope everybody can give that one a listen i hope you like this one um we'll be obviously back for some more here soon yep and uh we appreciate all the listen, send
0: voicemails and heated waves with a z on google and uh you can find us anywhere yep, just so. google it peace out